Hello, welcome back to another episode of Showing Up with Maria, the More Movement Coaching Podcast. I am Maria, your host, and today's episode is going to be a Q&A. I put a box up on my Instagram and I got some really good questions and I've picked three that I really want to go into detail um, on because I think they can help a lot of you because they seem to be things that women speak to me about often and seem to be struggling with. So I'm going to dive right in. My first question that I got was, I have a dinner on Saturday and I'm anxious already. I always eat so much when I go out with friends and it's making me not want to go. How can I stop this? Thank you. So firstly, I want to say that I'm sorry if you are feeling like this. It is a horrible way to feel. Food fear, food anxiety is a real issue for a lot of people. And although it doesn't make it easier for you knowing that other people suffer with it, I do think it's nice to know that you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, And it is a valid problem and issue that a lot of people face. Now, there's a few reasons why this could be happening. So the firstly from, I want you to think about when you have a meal out, what do you do the day of that meal? Because what we don't want to be doing is restricting our food or saving calories sort of in, um, in this way that we want to save for our meal out. Because what can happen is then as the day goes on and you've got this anxiety about the meal, you're eating as little as possible because you, you're trying to be good in quotations because you know, hopefully by now, if you're listening to this podcast, you know me and there's no such thing as good or bad food or you being good or bad because of what you eat. But by the time you then get to the meal, you're physically starving. You are already hungry. You are tired. You're probably a little bit grumpy and you're much more likely to say fuck it and order whatever you want on that menu and more than what you want and overeat because you've restricted throughout the day. So something that I want you to do if you have a meal out or a social occasion is eat as normal throughout the day. Have your meals, have your breakfast, have your lunch, have your snacks. Make sure you're getting protein with every meal. Make sure you're satisfied. So when you leave to go out to eat that meal, you're already fueled, you're already feeling good. You haven't got those hunger pains there. And something else we can incorporate if you are like particularly working towards a fat loss goal, so you're, you want to be more mindful of your decisions at that meal, is adding a protein shake about an hour before you leave. Just again, so you're getting the, the protein in, you're getting some extra calories, you're not really over hungry when you get to that meal. And then think about the meal, pick the things that give you the most enjoyment. So if you're working towards a fat loss goal, I'll speak about this first. If you're working towards a fat loss goal and that's what the anxiety is coming from because you don't know what to eat or what to pick, instead of going for a starter, a main, a dessert and alcohol, have a think about what things bring you the most joy. Maybe you're not a big drinker and you're not bothered about having wine. So you might decide that you're going to have a main meal, opt for a more nutrient dense main meal, maybe like a, a protein sauce and salads or veggies something like that. And then you're going to have a dessert because maybe the restaurant you're going to has your favorite dessert or you have a, you just enjoy your, your sweets. Maybe you're not such a sweet person. Maybe you love your wine. So maybe you decide to have, you're going to drink that evening and you're just going to have a main meal and make the best choice that you can within that main meal to fuel your body. 
Maybe you just want to have a starter and a dessert and then just one drink, like a gin and tonic or a vodka tonic. But think about what parts of that meal bring you the most joy. And there are ways of you enjoying them and continuing on your journey of fat loss and reaching that goal while still socializing. Now, another reason that this anxiety might come about take away fat loss goal, take away anything. If you are someone that has always dieted and you have always had this mindset around food, as in some food is good, some food is bad, that might be playing into this anxiety because you're thinking that when you go out and you eat at this meal, if you have a pizza or you have a burger or you have fries like chips, that you're being bad because you're being naughty, like it's bad food. So we really want to move away from this idea of food being good or bad, because this will help ease your anxiety or help you see food for what it is. Some food is more nutrient dense than others. That it is all it is. There's not a moral high ground with food. You're not. It doesn't reflect you as a person, like depending on what you pick off that menu. Like that's not a thing. So changing your language and focusing on just some foods are more nutrient dense than others is the first step to you moving away from using language such as good, bad, naughty treat that is holding you back from finding food freedom, from finding this neutrality with food where you're not stressed about it. So call yourself out on that if you notice that, even if you just notice yourself thinking it, say to yourself like no this pizza isn't bad it just has less nutrients than a salad but ask yourself what else are you getting from that pizza what like do you need comfort from it do you just want a piece of pizza you're allowed to have that food we've been told for so long that this kind of food is bad that we can sometimes think there's something wrong with us for wanting this but it's delicious it's like the fat the carb ratio of course you want it there's nothing wrong with wanting that food and Another thing I want you to do is instead of focusing on the meal itself and the food that you're going to be eating, think of the whole occasion. So what are you going to get from this event? Like concentrate on the connection that you're going to get with the people that you're going to dinner with. Maybe they're your best friends and you get so much love and joy from spending time with them and having that time with them, laughing with them, having those glasses of wine, it's going to fill you back up. It's going to give you that love and that connection that you need, which we all need for our social and our emotional health. Like that is just as important. Actually, it's more important. I believe it's more important than the calories that you're going to be eating. Like physical health and fat loss, that isn't the only health. Health, a healthy individual has a healthy relationship with food, has strong connections, strong relationships, takes care of herself, um, does what's best for herself in the moment, as well as, of course, taking care of her body. So just really try and concentrate on the connections and the enjoyment and the laughs that you're going to get from this event rather than what is good you are going to be eating. And then while you're at that meal, something that you can implement with all of your dinners, even when you're not eating out, is trying to be more mindful when you eat. So take your time when you're eating, stop halfway through, see if you can register your fullness, ask yourself, like, what does this taste like? What is the texture of this? Um, what does it smell like? Really try and focus on the present moment and the now of that food and what you enjoy and what you don't, rather than getting yourself worked up 
and then going into a, almost like a blind panic and just eating without even realizing that you're eating. You're not even realizing when you're full. So you're more likely to overeat and then you feel bad about yourself after. So practicing mindfulness with your meals is another great place to start for us to move into this more food freedom mindset, this, this freer um, approach to food and having no food rules and understanding the science behind it, the nutrients in food, and just a more holistic, compassionate approach to your diet. Okay. And then finally, the last thing I want to say about this is remind yourself that you have unconditional permission to eat whatever you like. So there is nothing on that menu that you can order that is bad. You can eat whatever you want. If you're telling yourself like, I'm going out to eat, like, I can't have pizza, I can't have pizza. Then you're, it's like when you tell a child they can't have something or an adult, tell me now at 32 that I can't have something. I want it more, okay? It's normal. So you need to understand that you have unconditional permission to eat whatever you want at that meal. However, depending on any goals that you might be working on at the moment, you might make choices that align with that goal, okay? So your goal might be food freedom and improving your relationship with food. So you're gonna order the burger and that could be such a win for you because you've eaten out so many times in the past and not had what you really wanted on that menu because you've had what you thought you should have. And we just need to get rid of this word should, basically. We need to eliminate the word should. So that would be a huge win. Or maybe you are working towards a specific goal. You want this connection with your friends. You understand that you could have the pizza if you wanted it. But your other goals are a priority to you at the moment. So you're going to make the choice to have the salad with the chicken breast or whatever else you want. But make a different choice that supports you and that goal. But giving yourself that unconditional permission to eat will help you do this and reminding yourself that you have a choice. And if you are dieting at the moment, dieting is a choice. It's not something that you have to do. You're choosing to do it will help you. If you have any more questions about this, reach out. I work with women about this as well, like improving their relationship with food and getting to this nicer place. So I hope I've answered that well for the woman that, that asked the question and anybody else that's listening, if you have similar things that come up when you eat out, try and implement some of the stuff that I've said and see if it, if it eases and soothes that anxiety. Um, now, my second question, which one should I do next? I think I'll do this one. So I had this question. It said, always so hungry at night and can't stop eating. What's wrong with me? Now, firstly, <laughs> there is nothing wrong with you at all okay we need to get rid of this idea that there's something wrong with us when we are hungry or when we overeat okay now the first thing is very similar to the advice that I gave if you're eating out if you're really hungry in the evenings how are your eating patterns throughout the day are you eating enough throughout the day like are you having your meals are you having snacks are you staying hydrated or are you restricting because you're working towards a specific goal, depriving yourself all day? And then by the time you get to the evening, you just literally, you just say, fuck it, you can't. And you just eat everything in sight because we need to stay fueled throughout the day. Because a lot of the times we overeat because we over restrict. So 
if you have your meals and stay consistent and eat throughout the day, you're less likely to have that feeling of wanting to overeat in the evening. Um, so just have a little think about that first. Are you eating enough throughout the day? Also acknowledge that decision fatigue is a real thing. We are much less likely to make like choices that support ourselves in the evening than, than we are in the morning. Even more so if you've been restricting throughout the day, you've been at work, maybe you've got children you're looking after, you're working on a, like your own business, you've got financial stress, you've got relationships uh, issues or things going on, just life stuff. By the time you get to the evening, if you're hungry and you're tired, then one day you're going to say, oh, I just cannot be asked with this and eat everything. Okay. Um, another thing to look at is, has evening snacking actually just become a habit? Like, have you got into that habit of like after your dinner, you sit down, you pop Netflix on and you grab a bag of crisps? When was the last time you stopped before you went to reach for those snacks and asked yourself, am I hungry for this? Or has it just become a habit that we need to work on moving away from? Uh, and are you telling yourself that you're too hungry? Like, obviously, this question says I'm always so hungry. Are you actually over are you actually really hungry in the evening or is it because you think you should be eating less sometimes I'll have conversations with people and they will they will say oh I was just so hungry and I ate this and they'll describe what they ate to me and actually what they ate in their meal it was a very well balanced incredible meal with carbs protein micronutrients in it and it was a, a good staple meal However, if because we've grown up being told a lot that women should eat less, we should be eating these crazy numbers like 1200 calories a day, no carbs, all of this stuff, what is actually a healthy, reasonable appetite has almost been wrapped up into this idea like that we're eating too much because you're telling yourself you should eat less. So just have a little think about that. It's okay to be hungry. We get hungry. It's okay to have an appetite. So are you really overly hungry or are you just a normal amount of hunger? And then evening snacking or overeating, are you trying to fill something else? So by that, I mean, are you feeling things that you don't want to? So maybe you're going through a stressful situation, you're lonely, you're sad, and then you can ignore that throughout the whole of the day while you're working, you can keep yourself busy. But by the time it comes to the evening, there's less distractions for you. And then you're turning to food to almost numb that, to escape from the problems that you have, because you don't want to feel what you want to feel. And I have done this. I've spoken openly about emotional eating, using food for comfort, and a lot of us do it and you can use food for comfort sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that either. But if the food is no longer bringing us comfort, it's making us unhappy, then we're just hurting ourselves. So is there anything underlying going there? Maybe you are lonely. And the reason you're reaching for that bag of chocolate buttons when you watch Netflix is because you just want some comfort. But what could you actually do? in that moment that will soothe you more than the food. Maybe you need to call a friend. Maybe you need to speak to a family member. Maybe you need to read a book. Maybe you need to get in the bath. Like there's other things you can do. What are you really seeking? Is it connection? Is it to be heard? Is it to be loved? Is it to be, you know, all of these things. So again, there's so many reasons why 
you could be feeling hungry in the evening. So if you're one of those people, reflect on what I've said. I hope that helps. Uh, and then I have one last question that I wanted to answer. Where is it? Here. So it says, I've lost 4kg, but now nothing's changing. Stayed, oh, hang on, stayed the same for a month. Should I lower calories? Okay. So they've lost, this person's lost four kilos and now nothing's changed for one month. They've stayed at that same weight. Should they lower their calories? So, so many things to ask about this. So firstly, how long have you been dieting for? Okay. When we've been dieting for quite a long time, we need a break from it. Okay. And what could be happening here is that it, maybe you were tracking. So I'm going to, again, I haven't got a lot of information to go on. So I'm just going to put out some different scenarios, but maybe you were tracking. And in the beginning, you were really vigilant with your tracking and you knew exactly what you were eating. Maybe you're now sort of been dieting for like two months. This is your third month. You've got a little bit slack with the tracking. Maybe you're throwing in a bit of extra like mayo on your salad. You're cooking with a bit of extra oil. You're um, snacking on from the kids' plates a bit more than what you were in the beginning. All of this stuff is absolutely fine, by the way. It's normal. There's nothing wrong with that. But maybe your calories have crept up without you realizing it because you it's just changed. Again, decision fatigue, as I spoke about earlier, you're getting bored of the diet, maybe. You're just not being as vigilant with yourself. So if you have tracked and you're maybe roughly tracking now, maybe go back and just do maybe like a three-day audit where you're really uh you track everything that you eat and drink and just check that your calories are still in your deficit um and this is why as well though another thing to do outside of weight is to track other means of progress because okay you've stayed the same weight for a month but have your measurements changed have you, do your clothes fit differently? Do you notice that you look different in the mirror? Maybe that weight has stayed the same at the month, but you've also hit some strength goals in the gym, which is amazing. Maybe it stayed the same for the month, but you've been disciplined with your morning routine. You've got outside every day. You're incorporating more fruits and vegetables into your diet. You're um, you've noticed that your relationships have improved because you're feeling more confident in yourself. Maybe you've had a win at work within this last month. There could be so many other things that you've succeeded at. Don't let just this one month and this one number not changing make you feel like you haven't achieved anything. OK, so that's something to look at as well. Um, once you've done that, what it will mean as well, though, so is. If you're not losing weight, obviously you're not in a deficit. You are sitting at maintenance calories. So go back and see if those calories have crept up. It's, it's difficult. So I, if this was a client working with me and they'd stayed the same weight for the, for the month, I would do all of the things that I've just spoken about, ask them their other wins, do all of that. And then I would do that audit just to check where their calories are sitting and potentially at their new weight of four kilos lighter, give them a new calorie target if you know they're not in their in their deficit. But I would not blindly just put their calories lower because I think it's more likely that the calories have crept up. Maybe the activity level has gone down compared to the beginning. And that's what's put you back at maintenance rather than anything you eat in the calories that you're thinking and you need to lower them anymore to lose any more weight. Uh, another thing I want to just say as well is four kilos. Again, I don't know the start weight. I don't know the end weight, but have you actually got any more weight to lose? 
sometimes we have this idea of a number in our head, like a weight that we want to be. And we're so headstrong on getting to that number. Now, maybe this is the thing you get to a point, maybe this weight is your happy weight. And you are going out of your friends still, making good choices, having a social life, you've lost four kilos, you're feeling good, that's great. And you can still maintain all of the things in your life that you enjoy and this weight at four kilos lower. Now, potentially to lose another kilo or two to get to your goal weight, say, again, I'm just making up this person, imagining that they've got a goal weight. If, if you actually sent me this message, then DM me and we can chat about this more. But to then achieve that extra weight loss, it's going to mean making different choices and potentially sacrificing other things. So maybe you do need to go in more of a deficit. And that means that you're not going to be able to have the date night that you have once a week with your partner where you go out and eat at your favorite restaurant. Maybe you're going to have to be more disciplined with your meals and then not eat the same food as your family in the evening because you're trying to hit this calorie target. Now, is that worth it? Is it really worth it for another for an extra kilo or two kilos off your weight? All of the other things you're going to be missing out on to hit that weight. Is that worth it? Is it actually going to be giving you what you need? Is it going to be fulfilling? Are you going to feel your best self? So it's really good to not get too fixated on a number. But yeah, I would reassess what you're eating have a little look there and then see, but don't just lower your calories now right off the bat. Also just be honest with yourself in terms of like, you probably know if you're listening to this and you might be thinking to yourself, no, I know to be honest, this last month, I did go out three weekends out of four and I wasn't doing that in the first few months of dieting. And I did, yeah, I haven't actually tracked that evening snack that I've been having. And I didn't actually hit, like, I haven't been moving as much. I didn't hit my steps. Like, be honest with yourself because you might find just in noticing that and being honest with yourself, you can call yourself out and be like, okay, I don't need to learn my calories. I just need to just refocus on the things that got me here in the first place. So, yeah, that's those four questions. I hope that they, four questions, three questions. I hope that they helped you guys out. If you ever have any other questions, just DM me, even if I don't do a question box. If you have any questions that you want me to answer, just message me on Instagram at more movement coaching. I will do my best to answer you over there, like in a voice note or something. But of course, I love going into detail on things on the podcast so I can do another Q&A. Uh, if you are enjoying this showing up with Maria podcast, I'm so grateful to everyone that listens. It means the world. Please rate, please subscribe to it because it helps so much because I'm such a small little podcast, but hopefully it brings you, you know, some education and some lessons and you enjoy listening to it. Um, I'm going to be back next week. I have a guests on next week, two guests. So I'm super excited about that episode and recording it. So stay tuned for that. Have a really good week, guys. and. Just keep doing what you're doing. You've got this. Bye.